If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the news on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra. The bulletin is also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumase and over 30 affiliates across the country. Listen live on the MyJoyOnline interactive app for all devices. Coming up on Easy Calm in Boko, a day after gunmen opened fire on a bus carrying students of the Boko Presby Nursing Training College to Bogatanga. Uh, this is a very difficult moment for us in Boko. Boko is more dangerous than what you think. As I talk to you, the place is not that safe. The commanders are moving about and ensuring there's peace in Boko. We have an update from the Municipal Security Council, plus our correspondent who is monitoring the situation for us. Also, Finance Minister promises to check government expenditure to ensure it reduces borrowing after the IMF Executive Board approved the second tranche of $600 million IMF cash yesterday. Um, I mean, one, one of the key issues for us, of course, is the payment of the restructured debt or the domestic, uh, which will be in February, and we'll get ready for it. But the stronger um, that GRA continues to perform, the more um, disciplined we are over expenses, you know, that pressure for more public financing uh, will be reduced on the Treasury Bill Society. Plus, trade union congress and other CSOs kick against government's introduction of 15% VAT on electricity consumption for residential purposes. All of these plus more coming up shortly. Joy News is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. My name is Aishi Ibrahim. Let's stay for details. It's been seven hours of calm in the Upper East Town, Boko, where gunmen opened fire on a bus carrying students of the Boko Nursing Training College yesterday. One student remained in hospital after sustaining injuries from that attack. It was the latest in the series of hostilities, which has left at least five persons dead in the last few days. Joy News understands there have been no gunshots in the last few hours, but residents remain on the edge as threat of attacks remain high. In the last hour, Municipal Chief Executive Amadu Hamza Azanga, who also has the Municipal Security Council, gave the following update on news analysis show News File. Let me tell you that Boku is more dangerous than what you think. You cannot have every military man standing by everyone's house. You can't have a policeman to a particular house. And so the deployment that we do in the municipality is supposed to be a distance from the other. Mm. And that's what we do. We uh, actually 
putting our things together, we gather our facts. When it happens, uh, there are some instances that we call an emergency meeting. There are other instances where we wait to gather the facts before we can call for a meeting. As I talk to you, the place is not that safe. The commanders are moving about and ensuring there's peace in Boko. They will have to ensure that people are safe. So we are preparing ahead from now to Monday or Tuesday. We'll call for a meeting and then the, and look at the way forward. Let's take you live now to the area for more. Albert Sorry's our man on the ground. He joins us. What's the situation in the municipality this morning, Albert? So, come return to uh, Boko this morning. There were fears that because of the happenings of yesterday, um, things could ex- escalate over uh, the curfew hours yesterday night. But from what we understand, they beefed up security and um, there were no disturbances last night and so this morning things have been calm. What's the state of the student who was injured in that attack yesterday? Yes, so the student had an injury in the arm and so he's still receiving treatment in the Boko Hospital. The rest of them, uh, from what the municipal chief executive told us, were escorted by the security and they continued their journey to where they were going. There were fears that the situation in the town could get worse. Have there been any further disturbances? Well, uh, as I said earlier, there were no other disturbances yesterday. Um, We understand in the afternoon uh, a man who uh, many people say is a bit mentally unstable. Uh, was caught in some crossfire of a sort. Uh, we haven't been able to confirm that with the security, but uh, multiple reports have come about it. Um, and so that is the only incident we know about. But um, apart from that, everything else has been calm. So generally, how would you describe the state of security in the municipality? Yeah, so it, it's, um, it's a... An atmosphere of uh, an easy calm. Uh, people are going about their normal everyday activity. Um, what happens with Boko is that usually after shootings like this, uh, people have become almost used to it. So they come out and they continue with their activities. But you get the sense that they are uh, very alert in case anything happens at any time. And so this is the situation that we have uh, also with the security presence even on the ground. Albert, sorry with that update. We'll definitely will bring you more in our subsequent bulletins. MP for the area, Mahama Yarega, is asking the military team on the ground to explain what led to an escalation of the situation. The soldiers haven't come out with a statement telling us exactly what these three young men were doing. For which reason they had to move. Yes, but you are, the, you are the MP, so you would have found out, as you have always done, and even gone ahead to take, you know, action in, in uh, legal action against them. It's, it's, it's unthinkable that the military will attack, shoot, and kill without any provocation. Exactly. That is why I am condemning them, because they should produce the provocation. What was the provocation? I am saying on authority, and there are eyewitnesses. The assemblyman for the area is alive. He came out, he pleaded with the soldiers to release the boys. They refused. So there are witnesses. So obviously, the military is the one to produce provocation. 
Away from Boko, the International Monetary Fund has released a much-anticipated $600 million second tranche to Ghana. This was announced at a joint press conference between the IMF and the Ministry of Finance last night. The second tranche of the money has delayed because government initially was unable to reach a debt restructuring agreement with its official creditors. But after a successful assessment, IMF Mission Chief for Ghana, Stefan Rodet, says they are impressed with Ghana's performance. So far. The 600 million disbursement is really it's imminent. I believe the funds should be available to the central bank uh, already. It's a matter of hours, not a matter of uh, days or weeks. And the assessment is one of um, coming to the conclusion that there are signs of stabilization in the economy, that inflation is going down very rapidly. The external and the fiscal position are, are turning around. International reserves are accumulating. All of that is very, uh, very good sign and more progress since the, the review mission in, in October. And then the other part of the assessment is that economic activity is performing better than what we had in mind. You heard that Stefan Rodet, IMF Mission Chief for Ghana, speaking at the news conference. Finance Minister Keno Furiata assured Ghanaians of Ghana's commitment to seeing a successful implementation of the program, addressing concerns of a government's growing borrowing from the ter- treasury market. He says government will measure its expenditure to enable its slowdown on the treasury bills. Um, I mean, one, one of the key issues for us, of course, is the payment of the restructured debt or the domestic, uh, which will be in February, and we'll get ready for it. But the stronger um, that GRA continues to perform, the more um, disciplined we are of our expenses. You know, that pressure for more public financing uh, will be reduced on the Treasury Bill side. Keno Ferreta is Finance Minister of Ghana. Meanwhile, Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ennis Addison, has disputed assertions that the implementation of several current tax policies could lead to the other rise, another rise in inflation. Taxes and inflation, uh, if you look at it, uh, in a sense, it's a withdrawal of, you know, income that is going to uh, those that are paying the taxes. And to the extent that it helps in the fiscal consolidation process. It should not necessarily lead to an increase in inflation. In fact, the Bank of Ghana would continue to manage the inflation side of of, of the macro. So the increases in taxes should not necessarily lead to higher inflation. In this instance, we expect it to help improve fiscal consolidation and, and therefore help us in bringing overall, you know, macro pressures down. The Trades Union Congress, Africa Center for Energy Policy, ASEP, and other civil society organizations are urging government to block revenue leakages in the power distribution sector if it wants to generate additional revenue through its new 15% VAT on electricity consumption for residential purposes. Other CSOs, including Imani Ghana, are also raising concerns about the constant imposition of taxes on Ghanaians by the current government. The finance minister, Kenneth Riata, in a letter directed the Electricity Company of Ghana and the Northern Electricity Distribution Company to apply the VAT to residential customers exceeding the maximum consumption level for lifeline units. The move has since been met with stiff opposition from CSOs, interest groups and the general public. Founder of Imani Africa, Franklin Kujo further suggested that the actual impact of the new VAT tariff on electricity would be a 21.9% increase rather than 
Ireland advertised 15%, while the Secretary General of the Trades Union Congress, Dr. Yao Ba, said his outfit would resist the imposition of 15% VAT on electricity tariffs for residential consumers. The Executive Director of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Dan Kanamwa, has also voiced his concern on the issue, stressing that the measure was avoidable if efforts were put in place to cut transmission losses and reduce revenue losses pertaining to the ECG. This measure, according to government, is part of its COVID-19 recovery program aiming to generate additional revenue. Can I just say with that report ending the midday news here on Joy 99.7 FM. My name is Aishi Prime. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 